What? Where did they go? France. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yep. France. Oh. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy. Hello and welcome to Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. What's up? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know. I'm trying to be quiet. Don't even know. We missed each other last week, so we're that's true. To talk. What were you? You were working. I was in Georgia. You're in Georgia. <laughs> yep, I was in. I was not in Atlanta, uh, but I was in Georgia. I do not have a recital. concept. Of, we'll save that because I'm sure there's some sugar make baker moments in there, huh? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll save that. I won't ask you about it. Is what I'm saying. Yet, um, I totally forgot that it's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> Time. Been, what is time? What is time? It's definitely this year, man. It's almost June. I don't know what to do with this. I don't either. It's almost halfway through the year. It's weird living here because it's kind of like there's there you know there aren't any seasons. It can just be mm-hmm. between like lower sixties, upper seventies at any time of the year. So mm-hmm. I have no concept of what time like of year no it is. No concept of time. <laughs> no concept of time. I mean, I know I got like tear tots and hot dogs today because technically it's summer, that's, but yeah, I mean, it's not summer. It's need. actually not summer until June twenty first. But you yeah, know, with it being Memorial Day, people consider that the beginning of summer. Yeah, and well, at least here it's summer outside. <laughs> it's very warm. How hot <laughs> is it outside? Um, let me see. It feel it probably feels a lot hotter than it is. Because we, I walked dog sitting for friends, and we walked that dog today, and it was in the sun, and it felt very hot. It says only eighty four. Oh my god! Only. It felt a lot hotter. It's not even seventy here. Wow. <laughs> hey, we get seventy six on Monday, but thunderstorms. Oh my god! All week. I don't miss North Carolina weather. It's terrible. I don't miss New York weather either. <laughs> I don't want That's also yeah. Like East Coast <laughs> not great. It's a damn mess. I don't know what to do with yeah. it. It's kind of. I think hmm? it's just too much. It's just too much. I think Crystal and Kid Fury complain about the weather in New York like seventy five percent of the mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It, it being cold didn't bother me so much. You just you just know it's going to be cold and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, hot was something else because like it is gross when it's hot there. Yeah. Ugh. Hot garbage juice to uh to quote Saga. <laughs> Hot garbage juice. Yes, it's not and like the pee stained sidewalks, all that and ninety seven degree hum and humidity is <gasps> and humid. <sighs> That's the Do worst. Do not miss that. Uh uh-uh. Um Speaking of so, hot, do you want me to talk about Yeah. <laughs> What's the holiday that I'm anxious to hear? That you've been giggling about. They're not good. Don't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is National Grape Popsicle Day. Okay. Only. I mean, I like some beautiful grapes, but I don't like. Grape oh, but that's what I'm saying. Nobody does, do they? It's like 
eating like Dimatap. Yeah, that's exactly what the, everything grape flavor tastes like I know. Like Ain't nobody want that mess. Um, no. But I actually had a friend who like had a diatribe once about red flavored things versus purple flavored thing. And she was like, no, if you have the Jolly Rancher, are you going to go for the purple one? No, you don't want a hard version of Dimatap bringing you back to your childhood. <laughs> you want the red flavored one. It was like so funny. Um, that is funny. So this is going to be stupid. <sighs> National Great Popsicle Day. Yeah, brace yourselves. Uh, National yeah. Great Popsicle Day, May 27th, calls for warm weather and sunshine so we can recognize... National Great Popsicle Day. What are you talking about? In San Francisco, mm. California, in 1905, 11-year-old Frank Epperson was outside on his porch mixing water with a white powdered flavoring to make soda. Upon going inside, he left it there on the porch with this, this is, hold on, this is a dumb story, with the stirring <laughs> stick in it. <laughs> That night, the temperature reached a record low, and the following morning, Frank discovered that the drink had frozen to the stick. Years later, in 1922, Epperson introduced his treat at a fireman's ball, where it was a huge success. Then in 1923, he made and sold his frozen treat on a stick at an amusement park in Alameda, California. Epperson applied for a patent in 1924 for his frozen confectionery, which he called Epsicle Ice Pop. He then renamed it Popsicle. Yep. That's the history That's of the Popsicle. Story. It's a dumb story, but it's kind of interesting to understand. Do you like Popsicles? I don't dislike them. They're not like my favorite thing to have. Yeah. You know, like I would much more ice cream sandwich is much more preference. Yes. I'm honest same yeah or like maybe like an orange uh, a creamsicle popsicle i could do mm-hmm. that but i like um, those i mean guess if it's hot and it makes me think of the times when i've been in a hospital and like you can't eat anything but they would because actually i guess nowadays you can't at all have anything but when i was having when i broke my ankle and i needed to have a surgery to get it fixed but we had to like wait multiple days uh or whatever and i couldn't eat i think for like four days and they gave me popsicles and let me brush my teeth. That was like the things that would happen <laughs> because I couldn't mm-hmm. actually like ingest water. I couldn't have anything. So we didn't know when I was going to be able to have my surgery. And so that's kind of my association with popsicles. 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 I had no popsicles. idea. Popsicles. Um, so there we go. The other one's even more exciting. Is it? Mm-hmm. National Cellophane Tape Day. <gasps> yeah. I know you're really Mr. excited. Mr. Cellophane <gasps> should have been my name. Oh wait, actually, we should put that gif on the <laughs> notes because I do love that. It's like it's in my head. Yeah, like, we should a lot. It really does. Oh, me too. Particularly the one from like the movie version of Chicago with um, yes, John C. Riley. Yeah, John C. Riley. Exactly. He's so That's good the one in that role. Literally every day, I sing that song in my head. Now. Oh, dude. Oh, because of the cellophane for the book carts. I thought you were feeling mm-hmm. like him. That's what I thought you. Oh. oh no no! It's funny because we so <laughs> book move that we're doing at work. We mm-hmm. have to like wrap the carts in cellophane, mm-hmm. and so my joke was: Le- somebody asked me, Leslie, what are you doing with your master's degree? And my answer oh, is no. that gif of John C. Riley just saying cellophane. Oh, <laughs> I thought about that last summer when I was washing dishes, and I was like, "This is what I'm doing with the master's." <laughs> uh, useless degrees. Um, no, they're not. Obviously. We have jobs and everything and whatever. I don't know. 
Um, but uh, so this everyday household and office item, which is also known as invisible tape or scotch tape, was invent- invented by Richard Gurley. Um, he's the one who joined the 3M company. You know, you see 3M with like scotch tape mm-hmm. a lot. So originally, it was designed to seal cellophane packages sold in grocers and bra- and bakeries. So like it helped the tape helped to really close the cellophane package, I guess. And then, oh, interesting. The new adhesive missed its mark, but doesn't say how it was failing (laughs) all it says is by the time all its drawbacks were resolved dupont introduced heat sealed cellophane so like what they do on like you know like meat packages and stuff now where it's Mm -hmm. like sealed funny but the 3m people decided hey people could use this in their home and clearly they do what a stupid day (laughs) it's just so i really wish it was tomorrow Cellophane tables because, tomorrow because like, you're going back to work. The cellophane you're finishing the book drop because we're supposed drop. to finish tomorrow. <laughs> the, the book so drop, like the book move. A, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But like it'd be more appropriate. But tomorrow time. is Memorial Day, so that's, that's the other true. thing. Um, they actually, I uh, my <laughs> my therapist is right down the street from the a huge veterans cemetery here. And oh, really? they're never anybody. In fact, I, and my appointment was like 9 a.m. yesterday on a Saturday. So there's never anyone around. But there were a lot of people paying their respects at the cemetery. And I was like moved. Um, somebody had already gone in and put a flag on every grave. A little like little tiny flag sticking up oh, that's cool. at every grave. And I saw a group of like Boy Scouts going. And I was like, oh, they're probably learning about history and mm-hmm. pe- and like it was the um there were never any cars there but there was like I don't know, a mile of cars like lined up and stuff and parked I mean um so that uh they were going to visit and I was I thought that was sweet I mean it's sad because yeah. I hope they're not ignoring people the rest of the year they probably are but hey whatever at least we have a day <laughs> where that's right people think about people um, are honored yeah exactly so I do I do appreciate that I'm not you know I'm anti-war and everything but um, I do appreciate the things that people do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you have a sugar baker moment for this week? I did. Well, um, multiple. I was on vacation last week and went to Georgia, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, but my major sugar baker moment <gasps> is that I finished my Goodreads challenge on oh, Friday did. for a year. Yeah. So how many was that? A uh, hundred. Look at you. I'm currently at 102 of 100 books yes that was yours for the year and it's it's only just not even halfway through the year yep so what's going to be your new goal i don't know from here it's just like i guess just as many as i can do yeah i don't know are you going to try to well no you did movies last year i was going to see if you're going to try to add another goal to the year or something but maybe i I haven't thought about it yet you just crush goals huh thanks (laughs) i just said goals i know i can accomplish <laughs> and then i accomplish them yeah that's how you crush them what are you gonna like set a goal it. you can't do and you're just gonna be sad and attack yourself no. for for not being able to achieve something that you freaking knew you couldn't no that's not how you do goals you do goals it's the way you're doing them so you can be like yes sense of achievement got something done boom crushed it crushed it. my hundredth book was red clocks by lenny zumas mm-hmm. 
and I was a little skeptical because it's real buzzy. Like what? everybody's talking about it, and they're like, "This is so anything. good." And it's like The Handmaid's Tale, and like all this oh. other stuff. And I was like, "Is it about vaginas?" Right. Um, yes, it's uh, about the, 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 um, the cover looked like. Wait a minute. <laughs> it does yeah <laughs> um but actually like for me anyway it did live up to the hype it's really good mm. i see where people kind of got the handmaid's tale but it's less like future dystopian and more like oh that shit could totally happen tomorrow mm. um the congress has passed um the personhood amendment Oh. Which grants rights of life, liberty, and property to every embryo. Uh, no. So no abortion, no. obviously. If you try to get an abortion and or do, you will the person will be um, tried for murder. Um, the person who gave the abortion is obviously an accomplice to murder. And not only that, but you can't get um, IVF if you're trying to have kids. <gasps> um you there are also like the way that people go about trying to get pregnant is very different because they can't have that. So not only are people who want to get abortions affected, people who want to conceive and are having any sort of trouble are also affected. And along with that, they're about to pass this this law that um it's like every child needs two. So if you're a single person, you can't adopt at all. <gasps> and so there's like four female characters that it follows. Um, they are the biographer, the wife, the daughter, and the mender. The biographer is trying to get pregnant, has no desire to be married, um, but wants a kid. Hmm. The wife is kind of at a point in her life where she's reevaluating her choices. Um, she has two kids and a husband and is maybe not as happy as she thinks she should be. Mm-hmm. And the daughter is 15 and gets pregnant and then obviously does not want to be pregnant at 15 and then the mender is like this like they call her the witch but she's just like a uh, herbalist hermit who lives in the woods Mm -hmm. and tries to help people Mm. with different things not necessarily abortions but just like women things women because really because really no one cares about women except for as you know like vessels of the embryo and then once the embryo is a kid nobody cares about it so oh my god it's very timely and interesting, and I highly recommend it. it it's kind good. of amazing how it's just really to highlight controlling women's bodies. Like, they don't give a crap yeah. about the actual children or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, controlling what people can do with their lives yeah. and their bodies and their choices and everything. Wow. I definitely want to read it at some point. I realize, as I've not even made it out of the first chapter of Fahrenheit 451, that I... May not be at a place to read real things any right now. <laughs> right now, yeah. As I rewatch Brooklyn Nine Nine for like the twelfth time, or something. Yeah, like that. sometimes you just, just need to do that. A place where I'm like, mm, nothing. Not yet. Nothing I have to think about. Nothing that can actually happen. But I am. Yeah. I have pulled up on Goodreads. Your. Oh, what? That's not what I wanted. I had. I had pulled up your challenge so I could like add all these books to mine. to my want to read (laughs) Uh, or not all of them but some of them yeah because you read completely different stuff from me sometimes yeah i don't do all the things you do but that's amazing wow thanks yeah you had you read like um like over the past week i think you read about like 37 books <laughs> so i'm not surprised that you have completed this goal <laughs> lots lots of audiobooks i can't even get through one now audiobooks i can kind of do 
a little yeah. bit quicker. I did that for actually Handmaid's Tale because I thought that was a fun way to listen yeah. to it. So for something that deep and heavy, it's nice to just like listen because you can be doing other things mm-hmm. at the same time. Although I did not enjoy that with um, Salem's Lot. It was just killing me. Oh, really? I, I haven't read or listened to that. I, I have it on Audible if you ever want it, but it's so many hours, as you know, Stephen King often is, and I could not get into the... I had given so much time of my life, and I still was not into any of the characters, and so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to ignore this for a while. I'm just going <laughs> to ignore this. I couldn't imagine if I tried to actually physically read it. It would not work. I oh may gosh. come back. I know. I know. I think I get it. Yeah, that's why I did the Shining audio. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't finished the Shining because it got like really real with the family stuff. And I was also having family stuff. And I was like, I can't do this right now. (laughs) But I think it's amazing. I think it's his masterpiece of the books he's written, probably. It's definitely my favorite that I have read of his. Yeah. Because it just feels so personal and real and psychological and in depth. And yeah. Yeah. Um. So my is that was that the only sugar baker moment? Oh yeah, I was about to ask you. Yeah, is your sugar baker? I didn't want to cut you off. Um. So mine is completely on the other end of the spectrum. That um, I went to a donut shop that was pretty amazing on Friday. Uh, there are a lot of them here. Donuts. There are a lot of them in Los Angeles, but. We had gone to, we had been given, this is the funny, ironic part of it is, uh, it was the last day of a unit for my education in my, in my residency. So I just have, so I've just have one left in this residency. So I've gotten three basically. And, uh, and two of our residents were graduating that day. And so they gave us a half day, they bought us lunch. And when we went to go buy our lunch, we walked past the donut shop and I was like, (gasps) oh, Because they had these donuts. They were like, put a donut. Like, put a donut. Put, like, ice cream in a donut. (laughs) (laughs) Just put a donut. donut, uh, And have an ice cream sandwich. And I was like, that's genius. And I just ordered a salad. I ordered, ironically, I got the vegan crunch salad, but I added chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You'd have hated the salad because it had, like, shaved Brussels sprouts that were raw. They smelled horrible. I bet. It was not good. Like, like raw Brussels sprouts are actually kind of spicy, almost like radishes can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that'd be a good salad. Have radishes and like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, um, I do like radishes. Mm, I know you do. That's why I tried to like. I was trying to hook you a little bit. I was <laughs> trying like, to hook me. Yeah, I was like, they're not that bad. They definitely smell different than um, when they're cooked, but there still has a little bit of a cabbageiness, I guess. That's a raw cabbage uh, smell to it, slash texture mm-hmm. or something. Anyway. This is the whole point of this is that I only ate half of my salad for lunch. But then I was like, um, I'm going to go get an ice cream donut sandwich. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. Yeah. And uh, what are you doing with your life if you don't? I know. And so what they do for these is they have they made a bit like a cronut for people who haven't had those before. It's a bit like a croissant. Um, well, it's called it's a croissant donut. But, it, but how it's like a croissant is it has all the layers in it. It's, it's the shape of a donut that it's like circular with a hole in the middle and is fried but has all these layers in it so what they do with this at the shop is they make breakfast sandwiches with it they make a grilled cheese with it um so they do that for like the not glazed ones or you can do glazed if you want like a sweet you know and sausage sandwich or something like that but then they also take out some of the layers in the middle 
So it's not like crazy, like big for your face. Although I still had to definitely use like silverware to eat it. Um, <laughs> and they put ice cream in it. And so I got, they only had two options that day. They only had like two a day. Cause it's like, that's not really their big seller or anything, which is madness. Um, they had strawberry or Rocky road. And I was like, Rocky road's going to just, just like fuck me up. So I'm going to get some strawberry. It's going to fuck me up. It's <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> so there's so too, too much involved in that. It's already inside a donut. Let's calm down. Um, so I decided to just get strawberry and I, then I walked. So this was in, this is DK donuts. I guess we can give them a little shout out because I think they have other locations shout here. Out. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. And, uh, and I walked with my little container of my donut sandwich to the beach. It was about like a mile or so. And it wasn't very warm that day. As we said, it's like not even 70 here right now. And so by the time I got to the beach, it was about half melted and I really wasn't hungry enough to like eat a lot of it, but luckily I had like walked a bit and, um, gotten enough hunger that I went and sat beside a old lady with a dog on a bench and kind of mm-hmm. looked at the waves. So that was really fun. That was going to DK Donuts. And I was really sad because this, I'm glad this is the last time I was going to that office because it's involved. And, um, but I was sad that I didn't know about that sooner because I've walked past that shopping center like every time I've left, like once a week for like the past uh, six months. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been getting donuts for the ride home on the regs, but right? that's okay. I mean, especially it's like that time that season when the Panthers kept winning and Mel's and I would oh, get donuts like yeah. once a week. It'd be like that. Well, I was excited about all the flavors. They had like a like a ube donut. They had a lavender sky. They had Ooh. um they they took the cronuts and they would put like Nutella in between all the layers. Like yeah. Like, I may go they back. Fancy. I know they get fancy. Um, yeah, I mean, I can take a bus, you know, to and fro the beach from where I live. So uh, that's on the route, actually. So maybe maybe that'll happen sometimes this summer. Oh, well, who knows? Um, so I guess that was my big shit out. The other one was that when I got home, I'd had a friend who had a pretty uh, rough afternoon. And he was, like, wanting some friend time. And he and I, this is a friend that I used to live on the same floor with when I lived in New York. Um, and, uh, we, we actually like quote watch things together. Like Leslie and I have done where we'll start something at the same time. and just like text responses the whole time. And it's like cute. So he and I do that as well. And which actually came from you and I watching it. I would think that I, that's where I like got the idea Aww. to keep it up. You know, um, we did that with orphan black and X-Files. I think were the only two things mm-hmm. we've really done that with. And yeah. when we lived in different states, and I guess we currently do, and um, uh, we watched some of Dragula, which is on it's on YouTube and Amazon Prime. I think those are the only streaming services that have it right now. But for anyone who is a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, it's it's a similar type of setup. And and you've watched some episodes too, but um, it's a similar mm-hmm. type of setup where they're you know, uh, it's drag queens competing you know for a prize, and people are often annoyed by the first season because they had like no budget. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Was, they did a really good job, right? but you can tell you they can tell they had budget. no budget. Yeah, exactly. So we with if that annoys people. In fact, I was telling one of my. Uh, Toronto people about it that he was complaining about something uh about RuPaul recently and I was like what you got he goes they're not 
quite as inclusive about some things or whatever. I told him, I was like, you have got to watch Dragula because they have a lot of different body shapes. Um, they kind of play with like gender spectrum and like sexuality and like you don't have to have like shaved legs and like all these things. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's kind of like, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race sometimes kind of does this a little bit, but they have like a standard kind of, you know, of how yeah. you're supposed mm-hmm. to be trying to give off the impression of a woman. And which I, I just, I do like that show still, of course, cause it has a great uh, drag Queens on it. But what I really do appreciate about the Boulay brothers, Dragula is that, they are not trying to put in a box what dressing up as a woman looks like you know should be exactly it's just like come on women are just like different they're all different Mm -hmm. kinds so i really appreciate and their um whole thing is is um let's see it's horror filth glamour what's the other thing i can't remember their four four kind of themes that they have throughout the show I can't remember what the I can't remember what the fourth one is, um, but that's kind of the thing. It's like so there are like they they really like queens that are like horror queens. They like queens who are that's like really cool. like the filth would be like if you play with like poop jokes or like have body hair or like that kind of stuff. And um, the glamour though, oh, the Boulay brothers are so good at pulling off glamour. They're great. So um, we watched that, and that's a sh- that's a little shout out for people who have not watched Dragula. There are two seasons of it. If the first season annoys you too much because it's like too low budge, even though I appreciate that, jump to the second season and see how you feel about that. And um, the winner of the second season is one of my favorite queens like ever on the planet. Um, <laughs> I have like a huge crush on him. Uh, I also, <laughs> I, but I still love uh, Bianca as well. Bianca is my other like huge crush within the drag world so i guess i just like winners what can i say <laughs> you just what can you say can you, like you appreciate winners. a good winner um yeah so there we go should i get into the episode a bit what did we watch this week this week we watched <sighs> so we watched season four we watched a two-parter it was episodes 26 and 27 yeah we're still, still in season four in season four everybody <laughs> can watch a two-parter still in season four we cannot finish the season. I mean, we're never getting out. The season like the killed zone. them. The season had some of the most amazing episodes, but the season clearly killed the show it's, because yeah, it just so kept going. You know, yeah. it just kept going. And people do not have the stamina <laughs> for this. They do not have the stamina for this. We'll see what it's like in the fifth season. Like, if we're like, oh, is the fifth season when we start losing? Is like Delta left in the f- before the fifth season? I can't remember if it's fifth or sixth i know. I think it's a fifth season like i thought one person left in the fifth and one person hold on there are seven seasons or six i think there are seven. Oh shit then maybe it's maybe it's the sixth and the seventh because i know at least the last two like the last one definitely there's like it's we have lost people and then i know the yeah. one so i felt like it was like we lose like one person and then like a second person and i and it's and it's delta burke and gene smart i believe right yeah, because Delta left first, then Jean left. And so That's going to be rough on me, because <laughs> they're my yeah. favorites. <laughs> yeah. Especially watching this episode. Um, but Yeah, season five, Delta leaves. One of the episodes is her last one. Oh, my gosh. Wow, two more seasons season without her? Left. That's... 
going to be a lot. Well, we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. But we'll see. we are still in season four, episodes 26 <laughs> and 27, uh, which aired on May 9th and May 14th in 1990, which is kind of, well, I guess that's five days apart. That's so weird. That was weird. Anyway, May 9th and May and May fourteenth, nineteen ninety. And <laughs> TV guy asked, "What's the synopsis?" I know. I asked Leslie. I was like, "I wonder if they wrote this like retrospectively." Oh my god, I said retrospective, and it's in the thing. But I mean, like, <laughs> um, is that that's what it means when you kind of go back and write something? Like, it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense because the what TV guide says a retrospective featuring the original cast and why? And I right. was like, "Huh? Like, how would they know?" I guess that. Uh, no, they included Anthony. Anthony, he is part of the original cast, but he right, but he was he's not he wasn't considered starring until I think the second season. Um, right, I guess Bernice isn't considered original cast, and I guess like, but see, they they included the men too. Mm-hmm. So that's a I don't know very incorrect synopsis. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. I think the most. It, I mean, the synopsis is only six words, and I kind of feel like not words. that many of the words are right. <laughs> maybe just re- a vast percentage. Maybe just a retrospective would have been fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, That's I, all you need. These kind of um, episodes kind of freak me out. It's like who who died? Who's dying? What's going yeah. on? Like why are we? Rem- why are we doing this? I is had, this in memoriam like at the oscars like why are i know i had someone once why is this happening? when i was like saying goodbye to them like they kind of do like a wrap-up of everything we had talked about in our conversation and i was like that's I went, weird and i was like are you shipping out tomorrow like <laughs> what is happening right now yeah so it that's feels so like weird. those kind of things i'm like oops um and and guys we're not going to make you sit through this whole thing it's probably going to be quite a quick <laughs> Because it yeah, is honestly we're just gonna hit, we'll hit the highlights. Hit the, yeah. Um, so the first part is like separated by person. Mm-hmm. And um, I, oh, I'd like to point out that the opening credits are not. It's like <gasps> it's actually great. Ray Charles singing. Yeah. And they have the, cool. the like the title cards and stuff. And mm-hmm. oh, it's great. Oh, and, the, and the little intro is, um, I believe, Anthony. That like the little intro voiceover was something like like oh he yeah, says yeah. like he's like their finest hour designing women or something like that and I was mm-hmm. like I think that's Anthony I don't yep. know but anyway so go ahead and so Julia is up first mm-hmm. and of course the first thing we have to see is her mm. night the lights went out in Georgia clip yep and then we are introduced to Ray Don <laughs> he is the guy who's always there where women gather to try to be alone I still <laughs> love that speech. Where she's saying, yeah. like, sometimes they just want to be alone. Sometimes they just want to talk sometimes, to each other. Yeah, we just want to talk to each other and be alone. <laughs> and uh, the next one is her, this is the South, where we're proud of our crazy people. <laughs> we don't hide them in the attic. We bring them to the living room and show them off. And no one in the South asks if you have crazy people in your family, only which side they're on. Yep. Um, then we cut to the drive through incident. Where someone shouted something at Julia, and she won't say what it is, and Charlene, of course, keeps pestering her to tell her what it is, and she says, they said, hey, sweet meat, what it is, mm-hmm, strut it out, bring it on home to me now. I love that, my, I really love when Charlene's like, I can't help it, it's a sickness. 
It's a sickness. That's one of my favorite <laughs> lines. And she's like, why do you want to know? And I was why like, do you have to know like I was kind of zoning out because I was like, I've seen all these. And then she comes in. I can't help it. It's sickness or whatever she has. Said. I was like, oh, my like, God, oh, that's such back. a good line. Yeah. Got you back. Yeah. Uh, then there's a very sweet moment with pain where she's very happy oh. to be his mom. Um, then there's a quick clip of her dancing with Reese and a very cute kiss. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they close it out with her singing "Sweet oh Georgia God, Brown" at Payne's wedding. Such a <laughs> mess of a, a mess of a number. I don't even know what to do with that. Such a mess. Uh, then we go to Mary Jo, and my note here is all the boob counts. That's what all I was. As soon as we like went to the second clip, and it was another boob one, I was like, "This might be all yeah. boobs. Like, all of them are just going to be boobs. More <laughs> boobs than a Hooters." Uh, <laughs> the first one is one of my favorite Mary Jo clips of all time. Mm. It's when she, the one where they went on vacation and hired Ursula and oh, she put yeah. the bra on her head. Oh, yeah. And she tells Suzanne, you're not top dog anymore. And she's like, I could get my whole head in one side. You know, this just fascinates me. Like, Suzanne fits me like a beanie, but Ursula's covers my whole face. I think we can, we can um, give credit to that speech as to why we actually did this show. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like I think that's why we're doing this podcast. Was that yeah. that bit right there? Like a beanie. Talk about that more than anything else. Yeah, it fits me like a beanie. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. Um. Then we cut to the one where they're on the cruise, and she's talking about Suzanne's bra cups I and her love dress. It. And she's like, uh, it's kind of like the corral where mm-hmm. she keeps her bosoms, and I'm the hired hand who guards them while mm-hmm. she's out taking them out for a midnight ride. I mean, Julia and Charlene laugh, and I feel like they're literally laughing right there because yeah. that is such like they were trying to keep a straight good faces. line, especially out of context. Such I'm just like, line. that is such a good line. Yep. And then we cut to the road trip where they had to stop at a gas station <laughs> and they ate there, mm-hmm. and like she's just fascinated by the homemade food at a gas station. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You can go and get your tires checked, buy birth control in the bathroom, and have some turkey dressing on your way out." That sounds like a f- just a one stop shop for me. One for everything. <laughs> the sheets before there were sheets. Oh my god! Um, I wonder if yeah. sheets are out here. Probably not. I don't know. You should look that I'll up. Look it up. <laughs> and then we cut to the bookstore where the episode she's trying to like read this book and trap herself a man, but oh, Suzanne decides yeah. she's going to help her. Mm-mm. So then we cut. So we have two clips from this episode because we go later in the grocery store where Suzanne is like coaching her how to pick up men, mm-hmm. and it's not by buying dog food in a giant box Kotex. And then she cuts to a really cool rant about movies and how, you know, she wants a movie where, like, the girl yes. kills the Frankenstein monster, where a girl has a gun and knows how to use it yeah. and doesn't let some man wrench it out of her weak little hand, limp hand. Yeah. She wants a movie where the hero is Charlene, mm-hmm. not Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you concluded that line because that was my favorite. It's, yes. Such a good line. Uh, and then we cut to the famous Christmas episode with the, 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 tree, skirt, skirt. the tree skirt incident mm-hmm. where Bernice is wearing the skirt that Mary Jo bought her. So good. And she tries to explain to her, like, what it's actually for. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. I, like, to never got this thing on. Oh, my God. Uh, and then we cut to the woods trip with the boys. <laughs> and uh, with the 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 hillbilly um, gentleman. Mm-hmm. And it's before all of that happens. And she's, like, drunk. Uh, you can tell because she's being very loud. Yes, yeah, she is. She's like teasing JD, and she's like, "Watch your step, boy! Don't you be talking back to me in front of my friends." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's she's like, "I hate when my man sasses me or something like that." Yes. <laughs> and then we cut to her lip syncing where the boys are with mm-hmm, the, the, with the <laughs> pajama pants on her mm-hmm. head at Charlene's bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. 
such a good moment. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Charlene, she's up next. She's next, yeah. There's going to be stories. There are going to be boob counts with Mary Jo. There's going to be stories with Charlene. Yeah. Um, and we start off strong. Yes, with some feelings. We start off strong with Charlene talking about how she pictures how each of Suzanne's ex-husbands oh were in bed. Oh, my God. And she's like, Charlene, why? And she's like, I don't know. I just, I wonder about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, let's see. Next one is Mary Jo saying Charlene um, is like the women who don't even know they're pregnant. <laughs> and they just like go to the bathroom one day. My and stars. Just, My stars. Would you look at that? I just had a baby. <laughs> And then we cut to the clip where she's reading the news, the paper, and she's like, oh, no, there are droves of vicious killer bees <gasps> yes! towards the United States. They're from South America, and they'll be here in three to four Tell years. Tell her how scared our bees must I be. I bet our bees are scared to death. <laughs> so cute. I can't deal. Like, like they know that the bees are coming, like, and they're going to kill yep. them. And they're, they're going to kill them all. <laughs> scared to death. I just imagine a little bee holding a tiny newspaper. It says killer bees on the front. Oh my god! And then we cut to a recent episode in the waterbed. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I love it. Where she knows all of the capitals, Mm -hmm. and they're really surprised she knows all the capitals. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you know that? I love knowledge. In fact, I yearn for it. That is my other favorite line besides the uh, the one line. she said earlier. In fact, I yearn for it, but I can't help it. It's a sickness. When they were doing this montage, I was like, where is Jean Smart's Emmy? She is amazing. Like, give her like she give is, her an Emmy. But like, she has got so many layers on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. I'm impressed. She's real good. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Monette episode. Mm-hmm. And it's when they're about to like try to tell her that Monette is a prostitute, oh my God. and they're like, "Charlene, sit down. We need to talk." And she's like, "I don't like it when y'all say that. Exactly. Just tell me, standing. What? What? Monette's a man. She's so funny. She just like her little face. Like, yeah, and I'm like no, but we do have reason to believe she's practicing the world's oldest profession. Mm-hmm. Monette's a carpenter. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> so too much. Cute. And then there's a clip of her dancing with Anthony in the World War II episode. Uh-huh. And then at her bachelorette wow, party. Wow, you really did take singing, all the notes. I'm impressed. I did. I was like, there's no way I'm going to remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> and then at her bachelorette party when they sing Wedding Bell Blues. Oh, I've got it in my head. she's like singing along with them. Mm-hmm, so cute. Mm-hmm. And a very cute moment at their wedding. Mm-hmm. And then the clip with Dolly and the dream and oh her Guardian movie God, star. Where they say the title uh, of the episode about 25 they times. do like five times mm-hmm. in like two minutes. Too much. Um. And then they wrap up hers with the shot after they were fighting or whatever where mm-hmm. she thought Bill was cheating on her. But they go, they make up. Mm-hmm. And when they get home, you think it's a super, <sighs> like, hot, sexy evening. And he's just no. sitting there watching her hold Olivia in front of the fire. Uh, so cute. It's too much. <laughs> so it's good. too much. Like, I just teared up a little thinking about it. <laughs> so cute. And then we have Suzanne. Oh, my God. We begin with her gambling in Atlantic City, singing yeah. the name game with Consuela. Mm-hmm. Uh, then with Dash discussing <gasps> Dash. their marriage. I love Dash. I got Bob excited Lider. when he like showed up a little bit. I was like, <gasps> yeah. yes, yes, more Dash golf. Hot piece. Um, so she's like, you know, why? Why do you think we got married? He's like, well, I wanted to be a writer, and I felt I haven't <laughs> suffered enough. She's like, well, how do you feel now? He's like, oh, I feel that I have suffered enough now. Mm. And then the clip with Lee Singh dressed up exactly like Suzanne. I forgot. Little, yep. So cute. Little, little outfit. Little mini. 
And then the next time when she's just kind of like shuffling in in that giant lace black dress. She makes so many entrances. Like really good entrances. Yeah. She was like. And speaking of. Oh, go ahead. The next one is her coming in with Noelle in the tutu. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yep. They're just all so good. Um, and then there's a clip of her bugging Charlene when she's staying with her, like about the pageant girls and how like awful they are. And Charlene's trying to sleep and she just like keeps talking. Mm-hmm. Um, then the clip where she finds Reggie Mack and he's working at like some hotel where he's oh, a bellboy, but also let him play the piano. Yeah. And she like steals the, the mic from him because he talks about the manager and she's like, excuse me, excuse me. And then we start going with, with the excuse me's. Right? Yes. Is that follow this? Reggie Mac's going on his break now. And oh then god. there's all the clips of her. Excuse me. Excuse, Excuse me. me. <laughs> oh my god. I loved that montage so much. It's great. Yeah. It should have bothered me, but it didn't. It doesn't. <laughs> no, it's just funny. And then um, there's a clip of her complaining about Charlie nursing, which is also sort of recent, and how it's this epidemic. Like, I just see these women whipping themselves out and acting like public filling stations. Mm-hmm. They act like just because there's a baby attached, it's not a breast anymore. Mm. Can you imagine me unleashing these outdoors? Oh, oh hell would break loose. Mm-mm. And then speaking of the epidemic, we cut to the one where she accidentally drank Charlene's breast milk and lies God, about it. so good. What do you mean expressed? Mm-hmm. I love how it builds. <laughs> yeah. And then in true Suzanne fashion, we have all this ridiculous stuff. And then we finish with this very heartfelt mm-hmm. um, clip of her and her reunion speech. Yeah. When they voted her most changed or whatever. Idiots. So dumb. And then Anthony gets his own section too. I was, I was impressed by that. One. What? Yeah. I wish Bernice had gotten one too. I know. Me too. That's why I was like, yeah. man. But maybe it's because she, like, I think that's where the original cast comes in or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's like a buddy. She's not like one of the dudes that are yeah, married to the like women a- or whatever. Right. Dummies. And so this clip from the Beaumont Driving Club episode, Anthony comes in and Suzanne introduces him as one of Sugar Baker's many delivery men, Anthony Bouvier, and they ask him if he's related to Jackie. And they do it so like snidely, like like, there's no way, idiots. Yeah, and so he uses his his white dude voice and he's like, she's my sister, but we had this huge falling out over some land dad left us. Mm -hmm. That was just after Jack got in the White House and I was still in grade school. Mm Mm-hmm. But Onassis and I still, like, we're still really close. He's a great guy. We played a lot of golf together on oh Scorpius. God. Since his passing, we only see each other occasionally, like at Caroline's wedding. I'll tell Jackie that you asked about her. She'll be so pleased that common people still care. I love him so much. So much. He's so good. Um, there are two clips of him dressing up as Consuela. The first one we oh see is the one where he... <laughs> He goes into the immigration office and he's, he says, my ankles are huge. And then they like immediately cut to nervous laughter. I'm so sorry. My teeth are enormous. <laughs> I love when you don't understand the part about men's teeth being bigger. And that just sounds right. so strange. <laughs> this is all you get. Um, and then the one when he like was laid up and Suzanne was taking care of him and he's trying to tell Julia what torture he's been enduring. Mm-hmm. Like, fixing his hair, manicuring his nails. And he's like, I heard her on the phone tonight. And if you don't do something, Julia, they're going to exfoliate me. (laughs) I forgot, like, what (laughs) he was talking about there. I'm like, exfoliate? Why is that bad? (laughs) He's terrified. Yeah. Um, And then the one where they did, like, the camp out thing. Oh, my God. It was supposed Um, to be just for women. 
Yeah, so he impersonates Cindy Bird's song, mm-hmm. and she's like, when when did you join? She's like, oh, I was late getting on the bus the last minute, and they're like, who let you on? Some white girl. <laughs> um, did you turn in your application? Yeah. Who, who'd you give it to? Some white girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the iconic episode when they were stranded at the hotel, and he had to sleep in the car, and he put on layers of Suzanne's clothes. Oh, my God. In the way to the pageant, and she's like, have a good night, or good night, Anthony, don't let the bed bugs bite, and he's like, Suzanne, it is three degrees below zero Fahrenheit. I don't think it's appropriate to say, good night, Anthony, don't let the bed bugs bite. I think it'd be more appropriate to say, good night, Anthony, may God have mercy on your soul. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he's so dramatic, uh, that's why he fits in. So dramatic, that's why, yes, that's why we love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony and Vanessa, Vanessa asking if he wants to have sex oh on the couch God. at Sugarbakers. Oh my God. Um, Bernice giving Anthony a present and saying how much he is like an illegitimate son to her. <laughs> Anthony is Consuela at the swearing-in cer- ceremony. Still looks so good. Um, yep. Anthony doing uh, Stevie Wonder slash Ray Charles in the World War II episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot that he did that. Um, yeah. Uh, Anthony at graduation, which I think is yeah, where was that? out of order. I think that's the next episode that we watched. Oh, Anthony's I thought I had so missed I they, something. I was like, well, I don't remember this maybe this was originally going to be like yet. at the end of the season yeah or like finish the season maybe mm-hmm. maybe they didn't know if they were getting renewed <laughs> let's do a retrospective oh my god <laughs> um and then the dance competition he did with bernice she while comes Charlie's twirling in oh it's so good yep um and also dash goff the writer <gasps> i love that he got his own section i was He's really surprised by that yeah, me too. Like, what? Uh, maybe because um, he wrote all those wonderful things about the women. Yeah, so, I think so, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Julia reading his book, talking about being belled, and then Charlene reading his book, talking about um, the, like, reading something, and then Mary Jo saying, well, if that's not Suzanne, I'll eat my desk. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Dash and Julia chatting. I love, like, their interactions. Me too. It's just, like, they're so cute. Um, and he talks about how she's a woman of another time, sometime before flirting became extinct, when letter writing was an art, stationery was engraved, and dinner was an event. Aww. He's also cute with Charlene, because that's the next clip. Mm-hmm. And she wants him to describe her, and he says she was all cotton candy and pink champagne, legs that stretched for about five or six miles, one of those laughs that made you feel like riding around in a convertible. And she's like, aww. If I were to write about you, I'd write Dash Goff. Darn sweet. <laughs> Jeez. Look, Dash is just like perfect, okay? He is. I mean, Bill's perfect, oh, but like Dash is also perfect. Like, oof. Right. So good. And then his last clip is like reading, leading the writing club. Mm-hmm. And he wants um, them to all write a descriptive sentence about somebody else in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, for example, if I were to describe Julia, I would say she's the kind of woman who wore old money as casually as last year's clothes. And um, Suzanne says, mine is, he was like an ex-convict who cheated on his book report. No. <laughs> like, Suzanne. No, that's not descriptive. Like, that's cold. <laughs> that's not, that's not the exercise. No. Um, Anthony's is, she was the kind of woman that treated men like old gas station dogs. Ooh. <laughs> Mary Jo's is, she was the kind of woman who would have dated Lee Harvey Oswald in high school. <laughs> And then Charlene takes a minute. She doesn't think it's she her. Doesn't realize and she slowly it. realizes yeah. Yeah. they're talking about so her. So good. She's like, Mary Jo, I can't believe you said that. Mary Jo. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlene's is, 
if words could kill, this woman would be on death row. Mm-hmm. And she's like super pleased with herself. She's like, that's you, Julia. And Julia's mm-hmm. like, yes, Charlene, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very well aware. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. And Julia says, Dash is about to leave. And Julia's like, wait, wait, let me do mine. And she says, Dash Goff, a lover of women, mostly Southern, and words, all kinds. And when he got them both together between two covers, it was a rip-roaring, fire-cracking roller coaster of a ride. And we are all better for having bought a ticket. Woo! Woo! <laughs> and then they're, they do, like, individual episodes, I guess, that are kind of iconic. Yeah. So they did the Women of Atlanta, which is the photo shoot episode. Jeez. Where, like, Mary Jo was super uncomfortable and Suzanne was in this weird pink raggedy dress was on a merry-go-round creepy. horse. Yeah. Um, Julia does not like her outfit and Mary Jo says, no, what? It's, it's Sammy Davis Jr. And then she, like, ha- goes on one of her rants about <clears throat> things when the photographer tries to get her to put the pearls in her mouth and mm-hmm, suck on them. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's it. Get out. Oh, if you're so looking for creepy. somebody to suck pearls, I suggest you find yourself an oyster. I don't know any woman who does that because <gasps> it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not pictures about the women of Atlanta. They're about the same things they're always about. Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. When you start snapping photos and get a serious, successful businessman in unzipped jumpsuits and with wet lips straddling chairs, then we'll talk. And she throws this camera at would, That doesn't sound that attractive. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Like what? And then there's like a still picture of them in the Dash Goff episode, which they'll show again. Mm-hmm. And then the Big Hoss and Little Falsy episode. Oh my which god! Is, of course. I think another reason we do this podcast. Yes, <laughs> oh, obviously, because it's like a uh, boob count episode. Boob count out the wazoo. Yeah. Um, Mary Jo and her fake. This is like when she has the fake boobs. She's contemplating the real ones. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get Julia to feel them. She won't do it. She gets so Charlene funny. to do it. And of course, it works. As soon as Charlene grabs them, Anthony walks in. Mm-hmm. It's like with this this look on his face. Like what is what the hell is wrong with these white people? That like, poor what? man. That poor man. That poor man. And then cut to Mary Jo talking about how people treat you differently when you have boobs. Mm-hmm. Like she went to the rude teller at the bank and just plopped them up on the counter. Oh my god. And intimidated the heck out of her and, like, looked at her with new respect. She's like, they, they're supposed to make you feel feminine, but they make me feel aggressive. I think if I go up to a decope, I can get into a fist fight. Jesus, <laughs> could you imagine? Um, and then later, Julia is talking about it's just the genetic wheel, and she thinks she has been amply compensated. Uh-huh. Charlene's like, what does that mean? And Marriage is like, it. it means Suzanne got the boobs and Julia got the brains. Yep. And Suzanne's like, I do not like the turn of this conversation. No. It's taken. <laughs> Mary Jo's like, well, it's just our littlest angel's way of of evening the score. I'm like, what is that? And she's like, you know, the training bra. She's like, wait, so you little people have to train yours and you call us dumb? Oh. Shade. Um, And then Mary Jo at the bar with Julia after going up another cup size. <laughs> and she's like, these things are like magnets. Mm-hmm. And then the guys come up and she gives them this interrogation about what, like, attracted. God them to her mm-hmm. and she's like no it's fine if i'm gonna spend three thousand dollars i'm gonna need some honest answers <laughs> and then the they go to pay for their drink and they're like no no no, it's been taken care of and they point to this guy who's like toasting them or whatever mm-hmm. and marriage is like julia we've just been big fools like these things are power <laughs> should be like the tagline of our show yes. <laughs> these things are power yeah um then we cut to the How Great Thou Art, which is the one where Julia's supposed to be singing um, at this church conference, and Charlene's 
finds out that her pastor is against women teaching in the church at all. Wow. And so we see um, the like the scene where she's like, you know, breaking up with the pastor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we see um, her going to Sugar Bakers and explaining to Julia that she just left her church and like she she's like, oh, is there anything I do? And she's like, I really need you to hit that high note. Like, I really need to be proud of women tonight. Um, what I did, Julie's like, can't do it, can't do it. She's like, well, what I did just took more courage than I thought I had. And it's impossible for me to have more courage than you because you're my hero. That was too much. It was so much. <laughs> and then Julia's like, heroin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Charlie says, even better. And we cut to Julia singing and hitting the high note mm-hmm. and, you know, Charlie being all proud in the back. I actually don't like that um, song. Oh, and also um, Reese is there crying. Yeah. Randomly. <laughs> like, oh, hey. He's in the rest of the episode. How are you doing? Clip of race. What's yeah. up? <laughs> um, another iconic episode, Killing All the Right People. <gasps> Oof. Every time I cry. Yeah. I cry every time. Yeah. Wait, wait, um, wait. At the episode or MJ? At the end when she's giving her Yeah, speech. Mary Jo's speech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she's been chosen to talk about birth control in schools. Um, and Bernice is like, well, I can help you. I've had sex. What do you want to know? Oh, so funny. <laughs> and this was the bit where she's just like horribly embarrassed that they call her the condom queen. Mm-hmm. And then Charlene tells a story about how she got in trouble because she blew up all the condoms in her dad's drawer on her birthday. Mm-mm. And then another time where she's like really confused about all this stuff because she, um, busted her head open, showed up on Monday to school with a Kotex tape to her forehead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, it's absorbent. It is absorbent. Yeah, um, I think it's resourceful. And then Julia is trying to explain to Mary Jo later that like, if you feel passionately about what you're saying, it's like you have this little angel on your shoulder. Mary Jo's like, can you show me? Like, let's just let's get you fired up. She's like, I don't feel very fired up. Mm-hmm. And Mary Jo's like, okay, what what makes us mad? Let's get Julia fired up. And Suzanne's like, you know what I hate? When men use women's lib as an excuse not to kill bugs for you. I just hate that. The men should have to kill the bugs. Just get a cat. We'll be fine. Just get Yeah. And Julia's like, well, I don't think I can add anything to that. Mm-mm. And then there's the famous Julia rant um, where the bitch is well, talking about to how this bitch. Yeah, is killing bitch. all the right people. She says it in there. Oh, I forget that she says yeah, it. Like in front and of him. Like, I want to go He's back in, in time and punch you. I know exactly. His little yeah, precious face before he was the asshole president on Scandal. Yeah, all that. Right. <laughs> so a precious Or the asshole face. boyfriend and ghost. You know, all the asshole things he did <laughs> afterwards. Before, yeah, before the asshole things. And Julia's like, Imogen, I'm going to have to ask you to move your car. And she's like, why? She's like, because you're leaving. And then it. she gets fired up. And uh, she's like, you know what? If God was giving out STDs as a punishment for sinning, you would be at the free clinic all the time. Girl. And then she pauses for effect. And, she says, and so would the rest of us. Yeah. And then we cut to Mary Jo's speech where she's talking about um, her sweet friend who is 24 years old mm. who came to ask her help plan his funeral this mm. week because he's dying from AIDS. And she says she's been thinking a lot about his mother this week and what she might give for the opportunity that Mary Jo has right now, that they all have right now. Um, She says, you know, we know how to prevent AIDS. We're not talking about preventing births anymore. We're talking about preventing deaths. Mm -hmm. 25,000 Americans have died and we're still debating. Well, for me, this debate is over and I don't care whether you think it's immoral or whether they're going to have sex or not. Like, I don't think they should have to die for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh, all the tears. So good. Every time. 
And then we cut to Reservations for Eight, which oh is one of the Battle of the Sexes episodes, mm-hmm. except mostly for Bill and Charlene, who are still in the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. But they get in that big argument about mascul- masculinity and dudes <laughs> being Neanderthals and Suzanne busting in with, I think this whole thing about being sexually satisfied is overrated. I couldn't Act believe. Act like it's the end all and be all. I don't get it. We're talking about, what, six or seven seconds here? Seconds. It's fine, but it's not as good as, like, having somebody put a crown on your head or shopping. Like, damn. <laughs> and Dash is like, thanks. Thanks, Suzanne, I'm for sure, sharing that with everyone. No, I'm sure Dash went longer than six or seven seconds. Come on. I'm sure. Come on. I would hope. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. And then Mary Jo starts complaining about Freud because he said that women just want what men have. And she's like, yeah, boy, mm. I sure would like to have me one of those. Oh my God. If I just had me one of those, I'd be in business. And like, gr- lewdly grabs her crotch. Mm-hmm. He's like, Mary Jo, She's been drinking, I think, right? I think she has been drinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Julia gets fired up and she says, you know, I love men. This one in particular, talking Ooh, about Reese. Reese. Um, it's cute, but you can't ignore history. It's the men who have done the raping and the killing and the warmongering and the mm-hmm. pillaging and the subjugating of races and history. And if the world isn't quite what you had in mind, you only have yourselves to thank for it. Hmm. Like, oh, yeah, that's what you think about men. Well, I'm going to tell you something about women. Mm-mm. They're always late. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, you're never I'm late. Not. I'm always early. <laughs> you're never late. Um. And then later we see that really cute scene where Reese and Julia make up, but like really slowly mm-hmm. on the way to the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is made up too, mm-hmm. to that terrible country song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then there's two left. The second to last one is the Rowdy Girls, which is the spousal abuse I, episode. Uh, when that kind of when the little title card came out, I was like, I didn't really like that episode. And I was like, oh, it is actually very Mm-mm. special and important. I yeah, didn't it's consider like a very that. Episode. Yeah. And then Mary Jo, you know, quoting the the pamphlet and statistics, and then we see, like, Charlene trying to convince Mavis to, to leave mm-hmm. and telling her, like, where she'll be and stuff. And she's like, you know, you don't have to take this. Like, we're the rowdy girls. Yeah. And then we have to cover the whole blackface part. Oh, God. That's why I remember that I don't concert. like that episode. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. It's not even black. It's, like, brown. Luckily, I think it's a little bit less offensive that it's more like she someone just gave her, like, a super dark tan. Like bad makeup. Like she doesn't even look yeah. like she's trying to... You know when people, unfortunately, when we had even brown face in the 80s? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, not even like that. It's just more like... Yeah, it's not that over, like, cartoonish. Yeah. It's just a little bit like Jersey mean, like Shore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we know and what she's going after. Yes. And Julia's like, Yo, you're going to stay away from us. Well, I don't care like, if you're a California no. raisin. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if you're a California raisin. Damn California She said, raisin. I'm a supreme. She's like, us. get out of here. Yeah. So funny. And then she like sneaks out behind them and singing Mary Jo's part. It's so funny. It's not right. But then right. Mavis comes in with her girls and Charlene's super happy oh, and she starts singing. I love you know, it. With more emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they end with Julia's reading Dash Goff the writer's letter to them mm-hmm. and he says yesterday in my mind's eye i saw four women standing on a veranda in white gauzy dresses and straw colored hats they were having a conversation and it was hot their hankies tucked in cleavages where eternal trickles of perspiration run from the female breastbone to exotic vacation spots that southern men often dream about they were sweet smelling coy cunning voluptuous voracious delicious pernicious vexing and sexing oh These Earth Sisters, Earth Sister Rebel Mothers, these Arousers and Carousers, 
and I was filled with a longing to join them, but like a whim of Scarlet's, they turned suddenly and went inside, shutting me out with the bolt of a latch, and I was left only to pick up the abandoned handkerchief and savor the perfumed shadows of these women, these southern women, this Suzanne, this Julia, this Mary Jo, and Charlene. Thanks for the comfort. Dash off the writer. That was such a perfect end to the episode. Like, once that started, I was like, yeah. oh, this must be the closing. This is, yeah, mm-hmm. this is it. <laughs> but didn't you feel a little bit like, who died? Who's dying? What happened? I know, right? Like, what? Are y'all about to walk a off a cliff episode? together? What's going on? I don't understand it. What's going on? <laughs> Are you about Louise? to Thelma Louise? Yeah, there you go. Which, I, you know, I haven't seen Thelma Louise. I need, really? I know. I need to watch it because I always I see the reference. I don't think I've ever actually seen it, like, start to finish. Really? I've seen the whole thing. But the because of the nature of television and cable, like, I've seen, I've seen it in parts. I think that, that we we owe it to our friendship to watch them Louise together, watch together some night. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't. I think there were too many outfits to really pick a favorite. I did not pick one because there's so many like iconic things. I know and stuff, I couldn't like, nah. do it. I was like, we've, oh, we've my chosen God. them. We'd be here all day on every one of these episodes. Yeah, that's the thing. They had all the they had all my old ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I was like, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of fun because um, we we've had our now we've done this podcast for two years, so it was kind of fun to yeah. Like, be like, oh yeah, I've seen all these episodes and I remember all yeah. these moments and this is, is still an iconic show even though we're trapped in the fourth uh, season forever and we have to live here now. <laughs> but we have to live here now. some really, really great moments that were worth celebrating. But again, it's weird when it's like just episode 26 and 27 out of a 29 episode season. Mm-hmm. Very strange. But I, I think that you must be onto something that they um, probably weren't sure if they were going to be renewed <laughs> and that yeah, may have been maybe. the end <laughs> you never know with those stuff you never know I mean, we saw so many people's shows be canceled this year I, I think there was a they must have canceled a lot of tv shows this year they kind of surprised people that it just didn't you know like i mean, like were the ratings really that bad i don't know if they can go by ratings anymore because of so many things being streaming and you know yeah yeah but this this year felt kind of dramatic with the, some of the cancellations especially on fox <laughs> there was a yeah. there was a joke um that someone took um a clip of mac uh um in uh, uh, and it's always sunny in philadelphia saying no women no gays <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, Fox's news that, fall Fox lineup. That. <laughs> no women's, no gays, because all nope. the shows that they canceled were had like strong female leads or mm-hmm. or big gay character, big big gay characters. Yeah. I meant like the characters that were gay were very uh, <laughs> large. I don't. And I, they really could have talked about um, racism too in there a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but so there we are. Um, I guess that's our episode. That's our episode. <laughs> we have to slap a couple more until we're in season five, and it's going to be yep. a wild ride from there, huh? Woohoo! I mean, uh, Leslie, where can people find us? We've got some new people Aww. like they've been talking to us lately, so that's kind of cool. Oh, hey. Hey, everybody. Thanks, <laughs> Welcome to uh, our nonsense. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, we are the Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers on iTunes and our Podbean site. Mm-hmm. We are Sugar Baker Girls pretty much everywhere else, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Pinterest. If you do like us, please take a minute, moment, a minute, minute, and moment. You could do either. Yeah. To rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. It does help boost our 
visibility and whatnot. And we do put ourselves on multiple, on like lots of platforms. So if there's a platform that you use that we're not available on, just let us know. Yeah, and we'll just we'll hook it up over there. It Except for Spotify, because there's no like oh. they just decide. They're like, oh, you can be on here now. Oh, have you tried? Uh, I did submit, but oh. for like when they first started doing them, you couldn't even submit. It was just like they added certain ones. I see. And I don't know. I haven't followed up to see if we're actually on there or not. Hmm. Yeah. And Spotify would be making money off of us, though, right? Isn't that how know, Spotify maybe. works? Yeah, because you have to pay for the service. Oh, that's true. So I'm okay with us not being that. on Spotify because they'd be making money off of us and we ain't making nothing off of nothing. So pff, that's all right. Nothing off of nothing. Ain't making nothing off of nothing. That's why we keep <laughs> this low budget, no sponsors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Put up with our crappy sound that we have in the first, you know, year and <laughs> and just us being ridiculous and uh if to put up with my cackles yeah all these things because we free we free good times well i guess yep. we'll uh talk to you guys next week yep we'll see you next time bye bye can stuff that crust and i was like yeah let's just do all that <laughs> stuff crust stuff crust and